TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. You're listening to The Inspired Optimist with your host, Dr. Jacinta DiPrinzio, inspiring you to create a life that is healthy, bright, and full of life. Hi guys and welcome to the Inspired Optimist podcast. I'm your host Jacinta DiPrinzio and today I'm happy to invite my good friend and coach Dr. Lawrence Tam to the show. Lawrence is a powerful speaker, mentor and entrepreneur who focuses on simplifying ideas and strategies that apply to daily life. His passion and guidance not only inspires inspires audiences but gives them the tools they need to make massive mental shifts towards creating fulfilling lives. Tune in as we discuss how your mindset, fears, and indecision may be holding you back from leading your most exceptional life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hi, guys, and welcome to the Inspired Optimist Show. I'm your host, Dr. Jacinta DiPrinzio, and today I have a really great friend of mine on the show, Dr. Lawrence Tam. Lawrence, tell us a little bit about yourself. It's great to be on the show. Um, Well, I'm the there's so much to say i don't even know what. let's start with this uh i'm the co-founder of the wellness couch uh where this podcast is uh broadcast on so that's something pretty exciting we have over 20 plus uh, wellness shows i'm also the co-host of the wellness guy show uh which we just hit our 300th episode and um uh, also the co-host of the inside the champion's mind podcast I do a whole bunch of things. I'm I'm a speaker. I'm a mentor, coach, and uh, I run. Um, I help a lot of chiropractors uh, with their business and uh, and entrepreneurs to really get their mindset right and making sure that people are aligned with who they are and so that they actually focus on creating a life that's fulfilling and happy. That's that's doesn't move them away from chasing things. They're going to get fulfilled because they're going to be more aligned with themselves. Awesome. And I probably should add in there as well that Lawrence is actually my coach as well. So I have a massive privilege to interview him today. So it's really, really exciting for me. So thank you so much for being here. Um, My my first question to you, Lawrence, would be um, a question that I am asking all of um, all the people that I'm interviewing. And that is firstly, what is your definition of happiness? Well, that's a really good question. Um, so the definition definition of a happiness, I think, is different for everybody. I think that's something that we need to be very, very clear on. I think a lot of times what we we look at, especially on Facebook and social media, is that we we chase after someone else's happiness, and we end up. And this is my life too, as well. I've been spending a lot of my life, you know, really recognizing that. I thought what would make me happy was actually someone else's happiness or what would make them happy. And I think when we start to recognize ourselves of that, what makes you happy, you, the listener, is going to be different than everybody else. And just even having that awareness really makes a massive difference because then you really look look at your life and start to recognize, go, is this something I'm at? Am I doing something because I was told to do it? Or is it I'm chasing after someone else's happiness? Or am I actually doing it? Um, because that's what makes me happy. So happiness to me is having a fulfilled life. Um, I, happiness to me is having a purposeful life, something that makes my life meaningful, that I want to, I will be very happy when I able to have impacted on someone else's life. That's my definition of happiness. Awesome. I absolutely love that. So you spoke about having a purposeful life just then. How mm-hmm. important do you think it is um, for someone to live a life that has some form of purpose it's important to me but this means that it's important for everybody else mm-hmm. i think for myself i have found that the life that i live 
has to have some meaning. But that's my definition. And like I said before, is that it's not every, not necessarily everybody else's definition. I do think that there are, you know, uh, I think Maslow talks about, you know, the, the you know the human needs, you know, the certain human needs that we actually all have to have. And once those are fulfilled, and most of us are in a way, and, you know, because we live in a, in a very privileged, you know, Western society, and if you're listening to a podcast, like you have enough <laughs> to, uh, technology to be able to listen to this, and you 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 know let's let's say that you are definitely one of the top percentage of the people that are living a privileged life, and so which means that I think then it comes down to what else is left. And uh, Tony Robbins talks about where the last two things are that really c- provides human needs are um, contribution and um, and also and also really that I can't remember what the exact. Um, Thing that is out of contribution, but it's, it's about impact. So for me, living a purpose, purposeful life is is very important because it means that I get to like that my life mattered when I when I was born. You know, living through this life that if I can make an impact on on a life that matters to someone else's life, and I actually was able to be instrumental to their change, that's massively important to me. Now, the the trouble with that though, when you hear like, oh, you need to have a purpose or you have to have um, a life of purpose, blah, 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 blah. I find the challenge people actually have with that is that they get stuck on like, I don't know what my purpose is. And like, I don't know, you know, and then they just get stuck on that loop. And what I'm saying is that you don't need to necessarily know you don't necessarily need to have total clarity what that purpose is. To be honest with you, I don't even know what that purpose of my life is yet. And so I want to state that because most people think that, oh, every, you know, he's so clear. and I'm not clear at all. But I know a direction that feels right to me. So it's like an instinct that I just feel like a gut instinct that goes, you know, intuition-wise, I guess, is to say, you know what, this feels right to me. This direction feels right. And that's that's where I'm going with. Um, I'll, if you don't mind, if I do want to tell a quick story about purpose. Yeah, sure. One of the things that... I've learned about purpose and I felt that was the best analogy of a purpose is, is think of it like, uh, um, think of it like a bumblebee, like a bumblebee's purpose. Like what is the purpose of a bumblebee? Well, the purpose of, to the bumblebee is that, you know, they got to go collect nectar and they create honey. Like that's it's feeling of what this purpose is. But in reality, like from the outside looking in, we look at a bumblebee. Yes, they make, you know, they take nectar and they, they make honey. But what they also do is they, as they do from flower to flower, as they get those nectar, they are actually contributing to the pollination, the cross pollination of flowers, right? Now, a bumblebee would never know that, right? Bumblebee only has a sole purpose of, you know, creating honey. However, we can see that from the outside in. So which means that their, the true purpose of a bumblebee, which is cross-pollinating flowers, and which is almost perpendicular, 90, 90 degrees perpendicular to where they're actually going. So which means that they'll never see it. The whole entire life, the bumblebee will live and die and not really knowing what its true purpose is. And I kind of, that to me is what the essence of what purposes for people. Oftentimes we think we're chasing after this purpose, but in reality is that you may never find out and you got to be okay with it. You got to be okay that sometimes you're going to live your whole entire life and not knowing what your true purpose was because you can't see that far or you can't see um, the impact that you're going to make because it might be two or three generations down. Wow. That, that's pretty crazy. Almost a little bit morbid for one. <laughs> but uh, on the on the flip side of that, I suppose it's um it's good to know that, you know, what we're doing every day, although it might seem mundane to us, that we can really um, 
make change and make waves um, for the future and you know the lives of other people around us that we don't even don't even know about which is pretty awesome yeah so the thing um, about making waves that, that, that that's my analogy is like you're mm. driving a boat right so you might be driving in a, in a lake or maybe you're driving in an ocean and sometimes when you turn back around from driving the boat you might see the wake that's the impact that you leave yeah. that's the trail that you leave behind but if you're driving in a lake you might see that wave if you look hard enough that that wave might hit the shore that's the actual impact that you see mm. but if you're driving in the right. middle of the ocean and the shoreline's no, nowhere close you might never see that wake. Like you've gone too far now before that wake actually makes any contact with the land. And sometimes I think you just got to realize that you're going in the direction that is going to leave a trail. And that trail, you might see the impact, you might not see the impact, but who knows, right? That's, I think that's what life is about. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful, Lawrence. I love it. I can't say full um, credit for it. But. <laughs> so um, for those people that are strategy people, I know that you have, you helped me immensely to at least put me on a bit of a path to um, try and find my purpose in life. What are, for those strategy people, you know, some of the strategies that maybe you teach or know about um, or can tell my listeners about how they can actually maybe sort of figure out where they where their path might be? So think of your life as um, a, 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 a multiple options, right? So everybody, especially in this world, they, especially in like 2017, when you're listening to this or whenever you listen to it, like we're living in a world where there's plenty of options, way more options than I ever had when I grew up. And it will continue to be, become more. And so the problem is that we get paralyzed by those options and we get paralyzed by choice. And one of the things that you need to recognize is that the more options you have, the less likelihood you actually choose. And so oftentimes, because you don't want to make a mistake. And so what you look at is they go, well, these are the three options in front of me, but I know there's plenty more. So then you think of all the millions of options that you actually potentially could have because of social media and because of exposure. But the, but you got to also recognize that all those potential, like quote unquote potential options that you could have are not real. They're imaginary, right? Because you actually can't action them. I think the only options that are available to you are the ones you can actually action right in front of you. Even then is plenty. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so yeah. what's important for you is that you need to make sure that you only focus on options that are actually actionable by you, given the experience that you have and by the situation that you're actually given. Once you narrow that down to those options, you need to choose. You can't be standing still. You don't want to be standing in mud looking at all these options in front of you and not move because that will never lead you to your, you know, quote unquote, purposeful life. You actually have to take some sort of action. So I think of it like three doors in front of you. Everybody always comes comes to uh, at any point in their life, they're always got like multiple options. So just think of it like three doors. But the thing is that they think that if I go through door number two, then I'm stuck to go in door number two and I can't come back. And that's not reality the reality is that most likely that you can not always but most realities that you go through door number two you can come out if you discover that you know what i don't like door number two i come out and go back to door number one right the thing is though right especially when you're choosing careers you know for say someone who's thinking about their career life you got three three options in front of you you go through door number two guess what happens there's going to be another three doors there and then you're going to have to choose between the one, you know, which path do I want to choose? Then you go to number three. And guess what? Your, maybe your true path, right, is actually behind door number three. It's like the three options beyond that, which you not, would not have seen if you didn't go through the first door in the first place. 
Does that make sense? And that's why it's so important for you to kind of take some sort of action. The worst part, what most people do is that they stand still. They have all these options in front of you, but they choose nothing because they're scared to make a mistake. And I'm suggesting is that, yes, you're going to have that fear no matter what, but just still choose. First, I think we, we, um, uh, you know, I interviewed a, a guy named Randy Kelly, um, uh, who's a former Navy SEAL sniper, which, you know, you were privy to, uh, we brought into the, the coaching group. And he says that, you know, as a Navy SEAL, the first of all the training that they have, all the experience that they have, the first, you know, the, the first checkpoint is instinct. Like what is the intuition? Sorry. What does the intuition tell them? They ask the first question. If the intuition says, you know, doesn't have an answer, then it's about instinct, which is sort of somewhat trained. If the instinct question, um, if you ask this, your instinct, well, is this right or wrong? If that still doesn't give you answer, then it's about, you know, maybe going in towards the education part, like through experience, you know, what, what does the training tell you? And so it's like first, but the first protocol is intuition. And I think we don't follow intuition enough because the intuition always leads to fear, right? Mm-hmm. And the fear that we actually have is usually put there because we we get stuck on the how right we get stuck on the how because everything that you start dreaming you, the next logical question for your brain is to go well how do i do this and once you ask that question it kills your dreams it stops you right there you don't allow your brain to go any further and so what that does is it it, it almost it stops you from moving forward and then basically standing still and you're basically back to ground zero. My suggestion is you're going to need to figure out the how sooner or later, but you don't need to figure it out right then and then. If you want to have a vision, just think of the vision and then just then just go, right, what if I, don't worry about the how, but what, what does that feel like? What is this imaginary life that I want to live in? Like, it's almost like I did a video the other day about a mannequin. My wife was shopping in a store and you know, I saw these mannequins outside and said, you know, when you see a mannequin, like, you know, when you go to a shop, when you see them, something, something that looks good on a mannequin, you're like, oh, that looks pretty nice. What do you do? You try it on, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's what you have to do. Like, you got to have to give something a go. You can't just imagine it on the mannequin and go, hmm, uh, this looks good. I'll, I'll just go and buy it. Most likely you won't do that. You know, exp- you know, when you're shopping, most people, because sometimes it looks great on a mannequin, but when you try it on, it actually looks terrible on you. Right. And that's what we need to do by moving towards our purposeful purposeful life it's about trying something on and giving it a go and seeing if it actually fits yeah i love that um so you spoke you spoke about sort of almost being stuck in the mud mud not moving forward not making a decision what about for the people that i suppose make too many decisions and are looking to far into the future and uh, I've heard you talk about the gap before and I thought that was really um, insightful. Can you explain what the gap is? Sure. Um, the gap was um, a definition been given by a guy named Dan Sullivan who is uh, the head of Strategic Coach and Dan Sullivan talks about this gap and the gap is about anytime you ever compare your, your current circumstances to something that you wish you want to be so like where you want to be so you look at your vision in your life and then you compare yourself your current situation and then once you come once you do that once you have that comparison you all of a sudden create this gap and then you get stuck in this fall into this gap and you get you, you it almost leads to inaction it leads to depression it leads to sadness because you're not there yet and so i look at successful people and the most successful people in the world all have visions like everybody has a vision of where they want to go in anything and in, in their relationship in love or in their legacy or in their purpose in life or their careers or you know whatever it might be they all have a vision of what the future should hold or what they would want to to be that's that's not what defines someone who's successful because most people have that the difference though is that the successful people have these visions but they never compare themselves to the vision 
They never compare the current circumstances to the vision itself. What they do is they compare each day to their yet to their last day and say, "Am I moving forward? Did I get better?" Moving, am I two steps ahead or am I two steps back from where I was yesterday? Am I moving closer to the vision or am I moving farther away? And not having some massive judgment around it, but just recognizing where you are. Where most unsuccessful people are, they, they compare themselves every day to what the vision where they should be, and that creates that gap. And they, they it's like a formula for depression, basically, because you're always comparing to something that you'll never match. And that future self of you, it's almost like the horizon. It's like the sun setting and you never reach it. Like you're constantly chasing after it, but you never actually reach it. And so I think we need to constantly, there's there's two lessons in that. One is you need to have a vision, but just know that it's not a destination that you're going after. It just gives you, a, it's more like a true north that helps you guide making sure you're going in the right direction. And number two is that when you get closer to to that, you know, as you get closer to that vision, I think it's important for you to reset it. So you're constantly chasing. So you never actually reach it. So it's about the journey rather than the, the destination. Yeah, awesome. I, I've also heard, I can't remember where I heard this, but um, living too much in the past is that recipe for depression and then living too much in the future is um, where the anxiety comes in. So I think you summed that up pretty, pretty beautifully. Um, I think my listeners would really appreciate it because obviously, you know, we hear a lot of advice from different people and it almost feels like there's a gap between where we are now and the perception that we see that other person being at. Um, it would be amazing, I'm sure, for my listeners to um, maybe hear a story about where you felt, say, that fear or felt stuck in the mud or felt that you had that gap and how you overcame that. This episode of the Inspired Optimist podcast will continue very soon. If you're enjoying this episode and think that one of your loved ones would benefit from this information, make sure you share it with them and of course, give me a five-star rating on iTunes. It's now time for the rest of the show. Listen up while we continue the conversation. So one of the things that I've gone through in my life is that I got stuck oftentimes when I realized when I was chasing you know, a dream of that's made up by someone else. I have thought that there were certain circumstances in my life where I wanted this, you know, X for my company, or I wanted to earn this much. And when I reflect back, and I realized that I've never really reached those milestones, simply because one is that it didn't really matter to me, like it wasn't a strong enough why for me. And when I do that, I start to recognize that that is that is that is why I never actually achieved it. It was it wasn't because I wasn't working hard. It wasn't that um, I wasn't good enough. It was really more that it wasn't really pulling me in that direction. And like most of us know that when some when your why is strong enough, it will pull you in the right direction, you will always do whatever it takes. And this is where, you know, when we talk about follow your passion, or follow your purpose, like when you think about the root word passion, passion is not about you know, reaching something that makes you happy and doing things that make you happy all the time. It's not true. Like passion, the root word of passion is actually to suffer, right? So the, the goal is, like, are you willing to suffer through it to get to where you want to go? So anybody who's ever built a business or a life that they actually desire, they know that they have to go through some hard periods. They have to know that there's got to be some um, sacrifices and consequences that you actually have to be willing to give into to achieve the things you want. And this is in life, relationships, and and also in business. It doesn't matter what it is, but you can't, it's just not always a happy ride. What we tend to uh, compare ourselves is that we compare our 
um, we compare our that everybody else's highlight reel, right, on Facebook mm -hmm. to you know to our 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 lowest moments, you know, and our our sorry, the, the, the quote is we compare other other people's highlight reels to our blooper reels. And of course, you're going to create a gap, right? You only see the worst in yourself, and you see the best in others. And what ends up happening is like, oh, their life is so much better than mine. That's not true. Like, if you really look at their life and really um, and analyze their life, there's certain sacrifice they have to make to get there, and there's also certain sacrifices that they um, that they have to have in order to have that and sustain that life too as well. And so you're, the question you need to ask yourself is, are you willing to do the same? Are you willing to go through the sacrifice that they actually go through? Let's pick something really, really simple. Right? So let's take about someone who is really fit. So imagine a, a really fit person, a friend, or maybe someone you know who's, you know, they're just super fit in their life and, and, and they look great, right? Now, if you look at them and you go, wow, like I just wish I could be like that. And so you, you take their highlight reel, which is like, you know, their fitness, but then you got to ask yourself, he goes, well, what did it actually take to get there? Like, is it just pure genetics, which is not necessarily true, right? It's, you know, there's some factor there, but there, most of the time is they work out, right? They, they sacrifice time, hours. I would imagine anybody who's actually fit, we're talking hours to get to that level. And also, what are they eating? Like, what are they sacrificing of not eating or enjoying to get to that level? I'm not saying one's right or wrong. It's just that we need to just be aware that they had to maybe wake up at 530 in the morning to get to, you know, to do the workout. They might have to do that four or five times a week. They might have to cut sugar from their diet or they had to, you know, sacrifice, you know, alcohol or whatever it is to get to that level. And the question is, you need to ask yourself, is it worth it for me? Am I willing to do that? And if the answer is no, yeah, I think the quick, quick, next question you should be asking is why? Like, is this, is this goal of yours that important to you? And what are you willing to sacrifice to kind of get to those goals? And that's, the, uh, really, that's an individual question. No one should tell you what you should do. But I think it's, everybody has their own alignment issue where they need to figure out, like, what is it, what is it that you want and why do you want it? That, those are the two fundamental questions because how to get there, the strategy and the tactics to get there will change and vary depending on the circumstances. But there's no point talking about how to get there unless you're very clear on what you want want and why do you want it mm. so i know that you know speaking about sacrifices that you travel a lot um you have to spend a lot of time away from your family because you know you have a very big why that's that's maybe pulling you in different directions how do you balance that um in your life and how would you recommend that you know maybe others try and find that balance in their life too yeah i don't <laughs> that's, that's the truth um, I, I don't have a balance I think you know people might have a perception that I have a balance but I, I don't I don't think life is about balance I think to me life is more about a, a homeostasis so let me explain homeostasis is about a constant movement which means like you're you think of it like a plate spinner uh, you know, if you're a, if you're if one of those people who like you know do tricks and sp uh, spin plates and you're spinning you gotta sp well, how does a plate spinner start they gotta start with one plate and they spin that and then they grab the second plate and they spin that but then as sooner or later once they start the second plate they're gonna have, he's going to have to go back to the first one and spin that a little bit more then they starts on the third then they go back to the second and then the first and then the third again and then the fourth and then the second and the third and so on and so forth so there's never there's never ever life is never in balance okay it's always in a constant state of flux which means that there's going to be some you know, high times and there's going to be some low times. But my job, like from, from what I, my viewpoint is that I'm trying to maintain as much of a homeostasis where there's little 
amounts of flux as possible. So there's no like massive highs in my life and there's no massive depressions in my life. I'm trying to, and I don't want to be bipolar, basically. I want to kind of keep it like all as even keel as possible. Now, are there, are there times where the the tides are high? Of course there are, right? And there's also times that when the, the tides are low. The thing is, is that it's so critical that when there's high tides and low tides that, that it fluxes up and down, just like this machine going up and down at the, on the background, right? Like it's constantly fluxing up and down, trying to figure it out and you know, finding that right balance. And so that's that's what life is about, like high tides and low tides. If you have too much of a high tide, what ends up happening is that you ride too much of a high. And we all been there. We all been like, oh, I'm awesome. I'm so great. Right. And then what happens? Something happens in your life and it brings you right back to earth because it's meant to crash you. Right. So, you know, if I come home thinking like, oh, I'm the on the best, you know, speaker in the world, and I guarantee you when I come home and this happened to me many times where my wife would go, Hey, this is what you need to deal with. These are all the things that you got to deal with. Here's the diapers you got to change. You know, all those things has to be there. And so those that that balance you out because if you don't balance yourself out, guess what happens? Your the universe will balance you for you. Mm, absolutely. Um, so I we almost need to wrap it up, but just the last question: How do you sort of um, when you are having those high tired times? How do you recognize that in yourself when you may be a bit out of homeostasis? Um, so when you're out of homeostasis, so going back to the original question, you said, you know, how do you find balance? It's, um, it's for me, it's about looking at, so I hope this answers the question because what happens is that, I guess the printer threw me off. <laughs> uh, so to, to balance in, in life, like well, I do travel a lot. And so what I actually have to set up is sort of certain frames. So what, what I mean by that is that we have to, I need to sit down with a family, right? With my kids and also with my wife and to say, listen, this is, this is important to me. Like this going away for this trip is important to me. And, and it's important for the people that I impact. And it's also important for, you know, like what I do now, does the kid, the kids understand? Well, no, they don't understand. Right. But at the same time, if I do everything for my kids, then who am I sacrificing? I'm sacrificing, my, I'm sacrificing myself, right? I'm sacrificing my calling or what I feel I need to fulfill myself. But if I do everything for myself and not have, you know, not have a care in the world for my family, then I'm being selfish and, 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 and not for the kids. Now, now that's given that I actually care for and have a high value system for my family and my kids and also my work. Does this make sense? And so yeah. my value system is dictate the guiding and the compass of where I need to go. And by having that strong compass, I know I need to sacrifice a little bit on both ends. But there has to be some compromise. And the compromise is, yes, does my, fam- my family miss me when I'm away? Yes, absolutely, they will. But also, too, I know that it actually fulfills me. But I need to find that balance between between those two and sort of the balance of consequences that I'm, need- I'm willing to live with. So I make a general rule. The general rule for me is that I never go away for two weekends in a row. Right. So those are like little sacrifices and rules that I never go away from my uh, I'm never away from my kids birthdays. Right. Or anything that's majorly important on the schedule. So what that means, it forces me to really book ahead for the year. So I have all of these movable rocks in my calendar that I cannot place anything on because they're already rocks in place. Like, for example, you know, wedding anniversaries or kids birthdays and, you know, school holidays, all those things are rocks in place. Those are already given. So therefore, I do not book anything in those time slots because those are important to me so you got to look at how you create sort of this homeostasis in your life is look at all the immovable rocks that are non-negotiables what are the non-negotiables in your life 
put those in the calendar or put that in your life or put that in your principles, your guiding principles of the integrity of how you guide your life, put that there. Once you put those there, then those are your unwavering um, decision makings. And then you slot everything else around them. Like most of us listening to this are, it, it will have a guiding principle that, you know, you won't lie or you won't steal or you won't, you know, kill. All these things are like, you know, it's common sense. However, like you have other things that are, are, are important to you, each and every single one of you. Once you create those values and they're your rock and they're your bedrock of decisions, all the decisions will fall around beyond that. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's beautiful. I love it. I love it. Um, I know you're a very, very busy man, Lawrence. Um, we'll have to wrap it up there. Thank you so, so much for taking the time to have a chat to my listeners. Um, for any of my listeners who are wanting some a little bit more of a taste of your mindset, um, where can they find you? I think if you enjoy like what we talked about in this particular podcast, then you probably enjoy some of the concepts that we talk about in Inside Champions Mind. It's a, a basically a podcast I've been running. Um, I lately have been running for the last six months with my wife. Um, it's been gone, going for four years. I've had a couple of co-hosts with me. It's basically we we just talk and discuss things that are going on in our lives and and how we overcome it. So it's about just ongoing discussions around the mindset that you require to help you really become stop becoming mediocrity and actually help you becoming uh, stronger and being world class in in three areas: life, love, and legacy. Life is you know the life that you choose to live, and the love is usually the relationship with yourself and also with others and legacy is the the impact that you want to leave behind beautiful thanks so much lawrence um make sure that you subscribe to this podcast and give me a five-star rating um and tune in next week for uh, another episode of the inspired optimist podcast this is your host dr jacinta de Prinzio. bye for now Thanks again, Lawrence, and thanks to all of my listeners. That's a wrap. Make sure you check me out on Facebook and Instagram. Let me know what you thought of the show. You can even leave a comment and a five-star rating on iTunes. This is Jacinta from The Inspired Optimist. Have a beautiful day. Bye for now. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.